What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week's show is brought to you by uh, Rise Nutrition. Rise Nutrition is one of our favorite spots on the planet Earth. I haven't checked out Mars yet, but I think if there's not one there yet, Todd should build one. Um, but it's awesome, guys. It is it is the spot for health tea, health shakes, all the good stuff. I'm a Rise and Shine guy, and damn it, they know that. And it's like, I said it before, I'm not, I'm not being funny. Like, I will pull up, and Todd's like, that's Travis's car. And before I can even get through the door, like my shit's halfway made. It's fabulous. Um, so check them out. All their information's in the description of this episode. Check out all their links. Follow them on Instagram. And just, you know, if you're, if you're local to the Kansas City area, they are on Barry Road. Please check them out because it is the spot. Show is also brought to you by my pal Stephanie at CourageousLivingToday.com. So here's the deal, folks. I've said it before, um, but I can't say enough good things about Stephanie and what she does for women in transition. And I've said it on other ads for her, but it's like, it's, it's not, you know, it's any transition you're going through, whether it's a promotion, I've, we've said that, you know, empty nester stuff, just, just trying to figure out what's next. You know, if you're at that crossroads of life and you're like, man, I don't, I'm not sure what I want to do. That's who you want to talk to. So check her out at courageouslivingtoday.com. She will hook you up again. Her information is also in the description of this episode. Moving along. Well, before we do that, I think the show is also brought to you by TravisCrutcher.com and you guessed it, TeamHopeLifters.com. I'm really getting that one down. I'm I'm proud of me. She's not in agreement, so you have to take board on it. Um, but those are our spaces. Check those out. Lots of cool stuff coming up. I say it in this episode, but we've also on TravisCrutcher.com, on any page you go to because I'm just that guy, um, there is a newsletter sign up for this show. What's going to be included on that is going to be some outtake stuff. And when I say outtakes, like it's really our sound check going into it, but I can assure you it's nonsensical and a little bit amusing. Uh, there's going to be some pictures, there's going to be some updates, and we're going to we're gonna start working on some exclusive content just for folks on that mailing list. So do me a favor, get signed up over there and we'll start blasting you some cool stuff. This week we are talking about empathy. Um, and Jess and I are in agreement and you'll hear us discuss it that it's not that hard but there are some things that preclude people from doing it on a regular basis. And in our opinion, it is in drastically short supply on the planet right now. It's something we could use a whole hell of a lot more of. So, and we've got some great engagement this episode. Like you guys really showed up in force. You guys were in the chat and we love that because that really just, it drives the episode. And we know that we're, we're addressing stuff that's important to you guys. And that's really what we want to do. We want to make sure that the folks who show up every week and listen are getting what they want out of the show. So if you're not showing up in the chat, guys, please do so. If not, you can always send us a message on Facebook. You can leave us a voice message. Uh, our, our pal Lynn did that earlier in the week, and that's just awesome to hear from you guys. So reach out to us. If there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. Moving on, uh, I will shut up, and then you'll have to hear me talk for about another 30 minutes, but it will be interrupted pleasantly by Jess. So here we go with the show. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Go at throttle up. Back up at Hey, and we're live. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, we're always right there. I know. Right there to capture some, uh -oh. Right, so chaos or... <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. This is a new thing on the website. I'm going to hit it up front. There, done. Uh, new <laughs> thing on the website. 
I think I put it on every page to annoy you. So, um, <laughs> but if you go to the the website now, there's going to be a pop up. Don't just X out of it without right. reading it. Actually don't do what every human on the planet does and right. just hit X. That's why I was like, I don't want to put it as a pop up. Like, well, they don't. They're not going to see it. Um, but we're going to start a newsletter for the show. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the website, any page that you start on, it's going to pop up for you. Sign up because we're going to send out like we're all the stuff that you don't hear before we go live. Right. right? All yeah. the. Um, they're not even oopsies. They're intentional, <laughs> almost offensive sound checks. It's just how we live. It's just how we live. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna include that audio in the yeah. newsletter. So if you guys want to capture some of that gold, please sign up for that. Um, all right. Anyway, on to the shizal. Um, this week, in the description, we are talking about empathy, and empathy. Oh boy. Um, you know, in the in the description, I talk about like it's it's not that tricky. Right, but it tends to be for people. Hey, what's up, Roy? My oh, boy, Starbucks in the house. Hey, uh, I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so it tends to kick people's asses, and I don't think it's because, like in the scriptures, I don't think it's because people are innately jerks. No, I think it's really because people don't understand what the fuck empathy is. <laughs> and and here's why: I think a lot of times it gets conflated with sympathy. Yeah. Um, they think it means feeling bad for someone, and that's right. not at all that's what not it means. What it is. And so we're going to get into a lot of examples, I'm sure, but I want to start with one that it actually has come up like three times in the last week. Yeah. Um, this episode was voted on by YouTube. That's right. Audience members, actually. But this, it's just how the world works. The universe kind of converges for us. And so this yeah. particular topic and this story, in fact, has come up several times recently. And so it was, <laughs> it was during my second deployment right. and we were in a quaint little town called Bakuba. Wait. Um, part of a nonchalant little operation called Operation Arrowhead Ripper. It was. It wasn't a big deal. It was all over the news. It, it was, was the only thing anyone was talking about in relation to Neil Patrick what was Harris. Happening. Right. Yeah. Took time after <laughs> How I Met Your Mother to address our battalion in yes. particular and what we were doing up there. So it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and you and I hadn't spoken for probably a little over a week when we first got there. It was pretty like down and dirty. It wasn't a lot of time to think or talk or anything like that. And when we finally got on the phone, I remember our oldest was probably 22, 23 months, yeah. right? Right. Um, <laughs> the age of terror yeah. for <laughs> anyone else with children. The dark ages. <laughs> and so we get on the phone and probably the first 15 minutes, right. you're just diarrhea of the mouth. Right. Just he un- won't stop. He won't listen. He won't, you know, he, he's, he's violent. Right. He's, he's his father's he son. He won't stop crying. You won't go to bed. I mean, it's just all, all the things sure. that mount up over the course of, you know, in retrospect, he was week. getting terrible twos out of the way before he got to them. Right. Right. Um, but you stopped yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so sorry because this, you know, is nowhere near what you're dealing right. with. Right. <laughs> and I remember like. This is the only time I'll give myself for credit for, <laughs> for some stuff. But in the moment, I handled it really well. Yes, and what I said was on time, but also very true. And we've gone back to this several times since then. Like, mm. what I said to you was, hold on a second. Like, hardship is relative to experience. Right. And just because I'm here and things are going boom and people are going pew pew at me, <laughs> right. it doesn't make it any shitty, less shitty yeah. or hard than having my kid playing whirling dervish for 18 hours a day, right? Right. right. And, and I even told you, I think, in the moment, I was like, the difference is, like, I can shoot these insurgents. <laughs> yeah. You've got to keep that one alive and tell me that you love him, right. you know? Right, right. And so the point of that was, like, that's that's called empathy, yes. right? When Because it's not the environment in which you 
these neural pathways are formed or the emotions strike you. None of that shit matters. It's the, the core, the right. root of what it is, how it feels. And, you know, there's a billion types of trauma, yeah. right? There's a billion traumatic, like, I don't want to piss anybody off, but I really don't give a shit. Right. So like <laughs> as someone who's been to real big boy fucking war, right. I get to say shit like this. <laughs> I can tell you, yeah. having lived through both things I'm going to bring up, getting shot at and blown up on Tuesday can suck just as fucking bad as stubbing the shit out of your toe. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Roy, if you're still here, just back me up, brother. Like, and, and that it's the same emotions, the same, yeah. God damn it. Like right. motherfucker, this sucks. <laughs> right. Right. And so just because you haven't been through being shot at and blown up doesn't mean you don't know what that feels like. Right, right. Everybody knows what being a stressful situation right. is. When it just or, feels like everything's crashing right, down around right. you. Right, or something is scary or something is really sad or you're really excited or whatever the roller coaster of emotion. Everyone has felt that, whether the catalyst was the same thing. Right. And so, you know, we can, well, I'm sure we're going to go all over the place yeah. on this, but I want to start <laughs> to dive into like... See, Roy, thank you, brother. He says, sometimes the toe is worse. Fucking true fact. <laughs> there were days where we went on patrol together, and I'd come back and stuff. I'd tell him, like, God damn, that's the worst part of my day, dude. Right? True American heroes. It's true. Talking about stubbing their toes. Look, dude, the struggle is real no matter what continent you're on. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about some of the stuff that, like, precludes people from displaying empathy. Yeah. And I'm going to start with low-hanging fruit. Okay. okay? It's your fucking ego. Yeah. Right? 100% your ego. Yeah. It would be super simple for someone like me who's been to the places I've been, done the things I've done, seen the things I've seen to be like, man, you've never been through shit. Right. Right? Right. It would be easy, like our boy Andre's here. It would be easy for Andre, who played in the NFL, right. to look at, you know, anybody else going through something that's not nearly as arduous as training to be right, a, right. a professional athlete <laughs> and be like, man, shit, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not hard. Right. It would be right. easy. Yes. But yes. like I can speak to Andre's character. He would never in a million years do that no. um, <laughs> because he's not an asshole, but, but also because he understands empathy. He understands right. that, man, just because I earn my stripes and my scars over here, it doesn't make them any less apparent or real than how you earn them over here. Right. I mean, I think it's the, you know, on the, on the mom side, it doesn't make any difference if you have one kid, if you have ten kids. Right. Oh, if yeah, you this have is good. Part-time, you know, children that right. live with you for whatever the situation. If you're is. a step parent. Right. You are still parenting. Right. You are still facing the same struggles, the same issues, the same, you know, what am I making for dinner? <laughs> you know, it's it's all of it. It's it's from, you know, deciding where they're going to school. And man, I, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is. This is a, a crummy world that you've lived in, right? <laughs> yeah. And you've been from one kid to four kids, yeah. and you've gotten to see reactions from ego mom at yeah. every level. Yes. And then when you became the dominant species, right, you got four kids. They're all alive. They're not missing anything, <laughs> right. you know. Right. You, and, you and could have been. And they are all nice people. Right. And they listen, you know, when it counts, they're, they will line up for you. But how easy <laughs> would it have been for, like, you know, look, I'm, I'll take it a step further, okay? Forgive me, but I don't care if it bothers you. I don't care. Like, that's the best part of my show. I don't really care if I piss you off. I hope it does. Roll on. And you change something, <laughs> damn it. And you've heard me like, oh, come on. Right. But people with their fur babies, right? Right. So here's the thing. <laughs> Circumstantially, you have no idea why they don't have little human people. Exactly. And if exactly. they are 
that invested in their little dog or mm-hmm. their cat or their, you know, their, their chupacabra, whatever they got. Whatever it is. Like, who are you to be like, well, that's not the same level of love. Like, you know, and that, that's a bridge. Like, walk with yeah. me on it. I understand yeah. it's going to annoy someone. Hashtag fuck you. Like, don't care. <laughs> right. Um, you, you, it's the, where is that connection being made? Where right. are those neural pathways right. being carved? I mean, and how does it touch you emotionally? Exactly. I think that's the thing. It's like, you don't know the circumstance of why this person is, is pouring all their love onto the dog. Maybe they're just a huge dog lover. Maybe they were never able to have children. Right. Maybe there's a horrible loss and this animal came into their life and filled <laughs> The reality gap. is... You know, there's a, a strong chance that you're dealing with someone with may, way more trauma and life experience than right. you could even fathom. <laughs> right. And you're going to look down your nose at them over something like that instead of right. connecting with them. Like, yeah, isn't it, you know, isn't fulfilling to take care of something and to see the growth and, right. you know. Exactly. I like, think... I bet you that dog can roll over and you're, you know, 12-month-old can't do shit. <laughs> right. They're killing it. <laughs> but I think, you know, in the in the mom side of the world, it's like, you hear a lot about, you know, oh, my kids will never act like that. They, I, they'll never talk to me that way. I know. <laughs> we'll put money on it right now. Right now. Every one of the, our kids has looked me right in the eyes and said, I hate you, Mom. I hate you. <laughs> and I know they don't mean it. Sure. And, and I think that's the thing is when you see that mom in the grocery store line who's, you know, like just barely clinging on to her sanity and their kid is crying and the other kid is running... My my take on it has always been, oh man, it's your turn in the barrel today. Right. That's always what I've called it. It's your turn in the barrel. I'm going to be there tomorrow or the day after because you just Or in five can't... minutes. Exactly. Yep. You just can't control the emotion. And children, they don't have the ability right. to look at the situation and go, oh, mom's stressed out. I should probably sit down and be quiet in the shopping cart. Right. They They just don't. And that's part of what we're teaching them. When we're the ones that are stressed out and just barely hanging on, we're showing them, okay, this is a crazy situation, sure. but we're all going to make it through. And and they're they're learning to identify what that looks like, right. and they can see how it feels. And so later on down the road, they'll be able to empathize. Exactly. It's weird, exactly. It, and so it can be a learned behavior. I we talked about it really quickly up front. I kind of want to talk about the the difference between sympathy and empathy. Yes, because you know it's certainly one is not the other. Right. Um, man, I hate sympathy. I'm going to be real with you. I, I fucking hate it. Yeah. And well, I, think, I think it depends on why you're, why someone is being sympathetic towards you. I don't, I don't think this is my belief. So yeah. just, you know, I don't think it's ever appropriate. I don't think sympathy is ever appropriate. Uh, the reason I don't think that is because it doesn't matter what you're going through. You don't need someone to feel sorry for you. Right. And that's yeah. the difference. Some, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so right. sorry. I don't want to hear that. Well, and I think the reality is, is most of those, I'm so sorry, it, it's so empty. Well, and it's also because they're they're missing the big step here. Because if you say you're oh so sorry, right. right, immediately what that creates is like a feeling of I'm less than again now because you have to feel pity for me. You have to feel yeah. sorry for me. Yeah. And that doesn't help in any kind of healing or growth. Right. But if you come to me and say, dude, this sucks. Right. But I get it. Right. I right. know it's- how you're feeling. I don't know... In the moment, yeah. how you're feeling it, but I've been in a similar situation where I felt this, where I've been in the exact same situation. Right. Because now... And that's an empathetic right. standpoint. And now I've identified someone who, like, I can maybe walk out this thing with. Right. I've got a partner in this. I've got, you know, someone who can help me. Right. Rather than someone who just feels bad. Right. Well, and I think, you know, 
it's like somebody will like on social media post about a loss in their life or post about something tragic that has happened to them right. and you'll see you know 75 comments so sorry so sorry so sorry so sorry and not that i doubt that the people feel bad for that person in the right. situation but I, you also wonder and you wish that the people that are commenting actually would reach out in a real way definitely and say you know, if it's so sorry, and then a direct message that says, how can I support you in the loss of your friend or parent or You know you what's know, crazy is just now someone brought up the counter to that. <laughs> and I think it's such a great point. It's Roy. Uh, he says, stop, stop yourself from trying to one-up their shitty situation or tell them oh. it's going to get better. Yeah. Maybe just shut the fuck up and say that sucks. Yep. Dude, I can't tell you, like... And, and Roy and I have been there, you know, there were, yes. there were some really rough days and some rough nights where I can tell you, like there, there was this little trifecta of excellence, right? It yeah. would be myself, Roy and Dan Beard. And there would be a lot of times where we would like converge outside Dan and Roy's room and we're like, well, that was a shit show. Right. And we're like, yep. Like, all right, brother, see you in the morning. Yeah. Like that's all, it, all we needed to do was have confirmation. Like everyone acknowledges yeah. this sucks. I don't feel bad for you. Right. And I got your back if you need me. And that's it. Right. I think, and Personally, it is really, I have a really hard time dealing with people who are that one upper person, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, my cat died. And they're like, your cat died. Mine got hit by a car and drove down the street. And you know, you're <laughs> like, I'm so sorry that that happened to to your animal. Like, I got it. All eyes on but, you, Tupac. Damn, right, son. Right. It's like, but I, can I just feel what I'm feeling right. instead of trying to be sad and sorry and empathetic for your situation that's, too. That's the Kardashian effect. And I, think the thing is <laughs> I need the attention. The, right. Exactly. But I think there's a way to use, if if you're the one with the cat that was drugged down the street and you witnessed it, you know, graded across right. the pavement, you know, there is, you understand how painful it is to lose something that you love. Right. So you play off of that. Yeah. Not the trauma that you've been through. And that, that goes right back to the start of the show, right? Right. When you were going on about Levi, I could have been like... Man, that's not shit. Right. You know, we you ran out a demo today because we had right. to blow up walls because we couldn't go back in the street. Right. Could have totally done that. Right. <laughs> wouldn't have helped you in the slightest. And the, here's the other thing about it. It wouldn't have helped us. No. Like, in that moment, yeah, maybe I would have felt vindicated and righteous because, oh, my day sucked worse. But it didn't, really. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help us grow as a couple. It doesn't help our interpersonal relationship one fucking bit. Right. Because now I've sent the message that you're not as important as me. Right. I don't care about your hardship. Yes. And I'm the most important thing here. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that is a fabulous lead into dealing with children in an empathetic way. Yeah. Because I feel I'm gonna let like you roll. <laughs> I feel like as parents, because we have been through sure. elementary school, middle school, high school, college, whatever, you know, wherever they are in life, particularly in this middle school, high school area. Yeah, it's, it's a hard. nightmare. Life is hard. And if you you know, go back and really put yourself in that time. It is stressful. It is scary. It, sucks. it is emotional. And it's And we talked best... about it on millennials. It's yeah. harder now than it's ever been. Yes. And it's some of the best times and some of the worst times. And I think when some people's children come to them with these issues that are happening at school, they get this little pat on the head right. and they go yeah, it's hard. You're going to make it, though. It's all right, Junior. Right. And go, I've off, been there. go back to your room, play your video game, right. you know, Snapchat with your friends, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But that's not helpful. No. And it, it most of the time, 
in my experience with our kids, they just need to be heard. They just need to lay out, this person is a jerk, and I yes. hope they slam their hand in their locker tomorrow. Right. And you're like, amen. Fair enough. Right? Sounds good. <laughs> you know? and, and you need to deal with your children. This is kind of a side tangent. Sure. They are people. They have you opinions. You don't say. You know, I, but I think there's a no, lot No, I know, of, I know. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, they're kids. Put them in the corner. Don't, right. You don't have to listen to them. But they are people. They have opinions. And if you want them to be empathetic, you know, members of society that build things and help people and support people and do things, you have to model that to them. Right. You, the, the other thing, too, you know, a lot of times, yes, they just need to get it out. They just need to download the problem set and... And we've talked about this before, how we do business. Like, you know, we don't, sometimes we don't want advice. I don't want your help. I just want it to be, I just need to get it out. I need the diary of the mouth. Put it in the air and let it go. What's beneficial though, if you feel just, man, in your bones, you need to speak, then come in alignment with them. Right. Go, dude, I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes. Like, and it's, it's, it's that yes and thing, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Van Hackey talks about this all the time, but it's like. Come in agreement with them first, because if you don't, they feel like you don't give a shit and you're yes. dismissing their problem right. set. Right. Then they feel like it is because they're young and, and their the truth problems is, aren't as big as yours. Because you've been there, you do know how they feel. Right. And it's, it's not difficult, man. I mean, what adult doesn't still have fucking nightmares about being back in high school? Right. You're like, oh Showing no. Showing up to high school with no homework, no clothes, Make whatever, it, you know, sure. right? <laughs> whatever it is. That was pretty normal for me, but, <laughs> but it's like, some people know the story. Um. That'll be on another show. No, it won't. Um, but but if you take a minute, it's not hard for you to like get in your little mental DeLorean yes. and go back in time and go, oh, dude. Right. That does suck. And I think the best advice, I and I don't remember where I heard it or read it, was that when you're dealing with your children or you're dealing with a friend or another family member, but particularly with kids, is be what you needed. Right. So when you look back at your middle school experience and you think about talking to your parents and you felt like you were being completely dismissed, what is it that they were doing that made you feel that? Exactly. And then do the opposite. Or if you were in a family Ooh, that was How long really, we got? <laughs> I mean, that was damn. really inclusive and you know they were really good listeners and they gave good advice, then continue that legacy. Pass it on to them so they can do it for their kids. And it gets perfected in every generation. And the thing is, like, if you want to really display what empathy looks like, don't just come in alignment. Right. Lean into the problem a little bit. Yes. Like, man, I'll be I'll be the first one like to talk about I don't I don't do feelings all that well all the time. <laughs> but when it's my kids, yes. like I check that shit. I'm yes. like, all right, so I understand. I totally get the problem set. So right. like when that happens, like what's what's the what's the vibe? Like how are you feeling? Right. And then and then okay, so what do you want to do about it? Right. Right. And and then that's when you get to parent a little bit. We're like, I'm gonna Choke them the fuck out. Okay. Like, I understand and identify with that emotion more than you can possibly understand. (laughs) However. However, for the longevity of your scholastic career, you might want to not do that. Right. Right. But then, then they, then all that parental advice, all that like good idea fairy shit is coming from a place of understanding. And they know that instead of you just pointing down to them, no, there's, you know, knock it off junior. This is what you do. Shut up and go to your room. Right. Exactly. And I think the same thing works in corporate situations where, you know, someone comes to you as the leader or even as, you know, an equal and says, man, whoever is driving me crazy, you know, and, and so you listen to them. 
listen, help them vet their problems. And that, you know, Andre just said, listen to understand instead of listening to respond. I mean, that's a huge part of empathy. And the reality is if you listen to understand, you get to one of my favorite things on the fucking planet (laughs) and that's root cause analysis. So instead of me just throwing out bullshit and one of them might stick and help your problems that if I really shut the fuck up and listen and hear the whys behind your hurts, the whys behind your pain, and can identify with those things in my life, like, okay, you know, similar feeling, similar right. vibe. This is called empathy, folks. Right. Different situation, though, but how did I handle that? Yes. And how can I empower them to push through this faster because I learned something? Right. Right. Let, let me impart this knowledge because right. I had this similar situation. <laughs> and it, it streamlines everything. It builds a stronger connection with that person. It's just a better way. It's better than sympathy, and it's better than being dismissive. Right. It, it is the way to handle people with problems. <laughs> right. It is the way. Right. Well, it it's it is supporting a person through. Right. And I think the other thing, so here, <laughs> is that when you just you're just handing out sympathy, just you know, yeah. just like crazy. Yeah. You are letting people use their excuses to stop them where they are. Trust it. And when, when you come at somebody with some empathy, oh, I was in that situation. Here's what I did. Yes. Here's three things that helped me get through the first 10 days after X happened. I love me. this because this is twice in the same episode that you brought up my point before me. <laughs> and we don't rehearse this shit at all. <laughs> but you're right. So, and I'll summarize and let you continue to yeah, vamp on it. it. But like sympathy stopped. Like it's not actionable. Right. Empathy is actionable. Right. There's takeaways from empathy. Yeah. Because if you can identify with the problems that you can identify with the emotion, then you can remember what you did to push through it. Right. Sympathy is like, poor thing. Right. And and that's where it stops. Right. It's poor thing. And it's just the hug that lasts forever. And, and the world is passing you by. And the result for the individual in crisis is wildly different. Because if you come with empathy and you can help them through the problem set because you feel that, that feeling. Mm-hmm then you can empower them to be better next time. Right. Whereas if you give them sympathy, then you're you're just you're making them feel weaker already. Right. And I but I think that that's the thing. It's like with empathy there's for whatever category maybe you're working through, there's a process. So if it's grief, there's a process. I mean, I think we've all talked about, you know, you've heard this is all the, the, the steps. check your ego shit again for me. Yeah. Okay? And I'll I'll own this 100%. And again, Life experience dictates yeah. a lot of how you process yeah. information. And so because I've had a lot of loss in my life, if someone tells me so-and-so died, my brain doesn't go, holy shit. Right. My brain goes, oh, that sucks. Right. Because that's how I had to hardwire it to yeah. process loss after loss after loss. Right. Like, oh, that sucks. Right. And it's survival. And and because yeah, you couldn't stop. Right. You couldn't stop to grieve. You had to keep pushing. Right. right? And so sometimes to in, in order to facilitate empathy, you got to drop your knee jerks. You got to drop, you got to, you got to deprogram yourself for a minute and go, okay, how do normal humans look at loss? Right. You (laughs) got to own your shit a little bit and realize like, I know that I know the way I deal with that is not how 90% of the population deals with that. Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, being a military family, it's like people are coming and going all the time. And one day you could have been, you know, eating dinner together. And the next day they're like, Oh, what do you mean? They moved to North Carolina. They're gone. You know, but and, this is the and, whole basis of empathy versus sympathy, right? right? Because if, like the kids, are like, oh, my best friend's moving away. 
because we've had people right. come and go so much, like, bummer, dude. Right. But we had to go, okay, hold on. Right. And that's exactly where I was headed with this. Right. Because we, we have had people that we didn't even know that they were PCSing, that they were moving. We're like, where did so-and-so go? And it was like, you yeah, haven't seen them for a week. Like, what happened to whoever? Yeah. They moved. Huh. Oh. Oh. Does anybody have their contact information? Nope, they're We're just in gone. the infantry. We'll bump back into them, Benny. It's <laughs> right? fine. But, and the same thing, you know, sometimes we were the ones that were just gone. And so now it's like... You get a text like a week later, hey, brother, where you at? Like, I'm gone, homie. Like, I've been gone. <laughs> right. And and so it's like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in processing. I can't talk. Right. So now in, if people say to me, oh, you know, I'm moving away from my family or my best friend is moving right. away or who... I'm like... Okay, so what are you doing on Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I know that's not a normal response, and and right. so, but I'm experienced with working through it and and moving on and figuring out how we can reconnect. And or it's not. that same <laughs> moment of check your shit that that exactly. I had to do in that moment, in Makuba. Exactly. You've got to stop and go. Okay, maybe I don't deal with this the same way. Right. Like, yeah, maybe maybe I would have a way easier time subduing an eighteen month old. <laughs> But you know, I don't. I'm not sure CPS would want to see him with a burlap sack over his head, zip cuffed. Like it's probably not the best method. Right, right. But but it's like with the moving example. You know, our our kids are really like they get really invested. They yeah. get really attached. Yeah. I mean, so it's like in kindergarten, Levi had his best friend move away. Right. And it was a traumatic. It was crushing. Experience. Yeah. And. It was. It really. I mean, he walked his friend to the office to say goodbye yeah. for the last time. He stood and cried with his teacher. He cried on the way home. You know. I mean, it was just. It sucked. That was, and and when you go back and think about when you were in elementary school and you had a friend that moved away, which I did. Her name was Jessica Dai, and she moved back to Taiwan. Oh and, my God. And I was. It's a long way. Right, and I was heartbroken. And it's like, oh, there it is. Exactly. I recognize that. And and that's really, you know, we talk about it's relative to experience. You are further, if, if it hits you like that's not a big deal, you're the one to help them. Right. You're the one to help them because you're further in the journey of dealing with this particular set of issues right. than they are. Right. And so you got to bring yourself back to you did when Jessica and I moved back to Taiwan and go, how did it feel when it still stung? Right. Because you've been there. Yeah. You had the experience. You've got to get back connected to that emotion. And that's where the empathy starts. Right. And then you can give them all these tools that you've built up over the years right. to show them how you can get to Teflon status with this shit next time. <laughs> right. Where you're like, huh, really? They're gone? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> right. It's not because you don't care right. about people. It's because this is routine for you. Right. It's easier. And you don't want your empathy to cross over into being, you know, a cold-hearted, you know, I don't care what happens. Right. Like, yeah. whatever. Right. But... And I think that can happen. And I think there are situations where that does happen. But just like remembering when my friend moved away to tap back in to be able to help exactly. our son. You have, you have to keep some level <laughs> of emotion you got to be a little human. A little right. human. Right, exactly. And, and even if it's not on your surface, you have to be able to objectively look and go, but it's at their surface right now. Right. So I need to dig a little deeper and get to it for me yeah. so that I can identify with this so I can help them work through it. Right. It's not, oh, poor thing. Right. It doesn't help. Right. It doesn't it's help. It's not helpful. Look, our six-year-old, if we're like, oh, she's like, don't even try again. <laughs> right. right. I mean, she does go to, yes, but what can I do? Right. I don't want to hear it. Right. What, what's what, the, what what's the fix here? <laughs> right. What would you do if this was you? Like, oh, okay, good call. Right. 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 She's six. All right. Yeah. So I promise you that person you're talking to is like mid-30s, early 40s, they're like, uh, you're not helping. Right. 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 And just because I think, you know, it's like if somebody has a cut, we know exactly what to do. Sure. You know, you wipe it off. You wash it, 
if it needs a band-aid, you get a band-aid, right. you know. And so I think in matters of the heart, or matters of, you know, the mind where you can't see where the, you know, in air quotes, bleeding is coming right. from. Sometimes it's hard to know and it feels awkward and it's like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I'm just going to say I'm so sorry. Yeah. You are. Yeah. I... I I have learned in my nearly forty years on the planet. Oof, you're old man. I know, Yuck. I know. Yuck. Please, <laughs> like fine wine. <laughs> I might be older than you. It's all right though. But I have I have learned that you are you are better off to have to go. Was that? I'm sorry. That maybe that was too far. Right. I I overstepped because of how painful that was for me. You're, you're, what do you have to drop to make that happen? <laughs> your ego. Ego. Right. You are better off to say how you're really feeling because nine times out of ten, it is it is going to hit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're going to go, thank you so much. You are the only person you know that what? has stopped and taken the time. Weird example. Okay. But I got to do it because this is how my brain works. <laughs> there, there are certain... I'm going to go music on this. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to name a couple artists that will never, ever, ever be forgotten, right? Yeah. I'll name three so that I can identify a couple genres so people don't think I'm that shallow, right? <laughs> um, Jim Morrison, yeah, Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. and Tupac Shakur. Hmm. I thought for sure Michael Jackson would be in there. No. No, <laughs> he's not. And I'll, when I, fin- I mean, Michael Jackson is incredible, but I'll tell you why. Okay, yeah. Because generations yeah. yes. identified with what they were saying. Yes. They felt their struggle... And what they were saying. Right. And they immediately were like, fuck, someone gets it. Right. Like, when you know someone else gets what you're going through, right. it gives you hope, dude. Yes. It gives you so much hope. Like, well, shit, if they've been through they it, made it, I can make it. Right. If, they, if they've lived through it and they're on the flip side of it and now they're talking about it openly, they're sharing it with the world, dude, I'm going to make it. I'm right. going to be okay. And that's the transcendent thing about things like music is right. that it does. It, it stirs all those emotions up. And obviously... When the lyricist was writing it, that they're not having the same experience in life as you are. I mean, last week but when I talked is, to Mark Hunter from Chimera, right. he even said, like, once he connected with the audience at a personal level, once he started traveling and talking to people and realizing, like, these guys' problems are the same as these guys' problems right. all over the world, it influenced the way he wrote. He's like, I got to get to him. I got to, right. I got to solve this. Like, it, it, he had a solution-based approach to his lyrics from that point because it was like, we're all in this shit together. Well, and I think that's our same experience of having moved all over the country and you've traveled all over the world is that people are really not that much different anywhere you go. Right. I mean, they may have different traditions or customs of how they do things, but everybody wants to be loved, everybody wants to be heard, everybody needs to eat, everybody needs to sleep, and and everybody wants to have some kind of community to belong to. And a community without empathy it doesn't work. Bummer. It doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, no one's sticking around for that. Right. The only people that are are the people with the sharp sticks, and they're just going to keep poking each other. And shot. sociopaths. <laughs> right, Total exactly. sociopaths. Exactly. That just sticks around for that. Okay. Uh, is the horse dead? I think so. Okay. So we're going to wrap it there, guys. Hey, I want to thank everybody for showing up in the comments. Um, you know, I can, I'll try and name you guys. Uh, Debbie, Andre, Roy, thank you guys for thank all your you input. Um, Andre had to do it. He's like Prince... Michael Jackson, Whitney Biggie, Tupac, Jimi Hendrix. Hell yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. U.S. Paratrooper baby, Jimi Hendrix. Check that out. (laughs) Only one of the Woodstock stages I wasn't like, why don't you shut up? No, (laughs) not true. But he had street cred going into it. So thank you guys for showing up. We really appreciate it. Like it, 
it, I love it. I yeah. love when you guys show up in the chat because, man, it makes it makes this so much more fun for us yeah. because it's like, oh, they're getting it. Yeah. And they're in it. And it's fun. And your yeah. input it's pushes the, the show. So conversational. we love you guys. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. You got anything to add? Be empathetic. Don't be sympathetic. That keeps people stuck. I'm just going to go, yep. Yep. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> it. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. Um, I, I'm going to keep this one short. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I had a ton of good engagement with you guys, and we really appreciate that. And, man, you know, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but this is one that when we finished, Jess and I were like, oh, that was good. Like, we felt pretty dialed in. So we hope you guys felt the same way. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.